Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 264 and we have a recurring guest who isn't Brad. <laughs> That's right, Thomas. Welcome again to the show, Thomas. Glad to be back. Yep. Nearly your last appearance on Season 10. You'll be returning one last time for the finale. Yes, sir. Right, this week's episode, Stargate Atlantis, Sunday. And rather a monumental episode as well. Launched a pretty good-sized campaign for a while. Which apparently they listened to. Yeah. It's something about sci-fi, you know, the killing off of... Oh, come on, everybody knows what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> the killing off of Doctors. I mean, they did it in SG-1. Yeah, but after eight years. Yeah. True. And there were a lot of other changes. The Doctors seem to be beloved characters in most sci-fi series, though. Mm-hmm. They never killed off McCoy. It was only three seasons. <laughs> Actually, on the subject of Doctors and sci-fi and NCIS, which I'm watching a lot of at the minute, John Billingsgate, this is Stargate Connection because he's in the other good guys, John Billingsgate. Billingsley. Billingsley was in, hey, that's close by name standards for me. <laughs> <laughs> He played the blind photographer in towards the end of NCIS season four. I mean, Roger Cross, who uh, appeared a couple of times in SG-1, Continuum. He was in the last few episodes of Eureka as a military man. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was fun watching Eureka. Ridiculous amount of people that you'd seen in Stargate, as you would expect. Because? In Canada. Oh, right. I thought there were some production staff crossover. Hello. Alan's just gone offline. I don't know why. He's probably doing another update. He seems to save him for just before we do the podcast. Awesome. Well, I'm actually prepared this time. <laughs> I wonder, would it be worth doing a Season 10 recap show than a Stargate SG-1 recap show? Hmm. Frightening thought, really. I don't know if we'd want to recap every single episode of the ten <laughs> seasons. I've been thinking about it. You know, maybe just put together about a dozen questions or something. You know, your favourite episode particular highlight, something that we could make it a little bit more structured. Mm-hmm. That way you could cover 10 seasons without totally going nuts. Yeah. I don't know if I could pick out a single favorite episode. Probably a top five I could do, because there's so many that are so good. Yeah, that's going to be a problem with the poll as well. I'd like to do a favorite, but it might be just watch your top three or top five and then just present it as that, no number one episode or anything. Yeah. yeah favorite episodes, you can do favorite character. Least favorite character. Favorite guest star, favorite recurring star, best death scene. Favorite season. I think something like that could work. Give everybody the questions in advance. Mm-hmm. Alan probably wouldn't read it, but there you go. <laughs> I think we should... Yes, that's yes. what I were about to say. <laughs> I finished Saving Hope. Were you expecting that? Yes. That particular thing? As soon as it happened, I thought, hey, something's going to happen here. It was only a question of which one, and then you thought, well, one of them could be becoming a father any minute now. So is it gonna... I still like Maggie, but I don't like the new psychiatrist. No. Whenever they say, oh, Dr. Katz is here, I can't help thinking, come on, surely they could have given her a better name than that. Well, I assume if it's Jewish, it's K-A-T-Z. It was a cartoon, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. You haven't listened to any of Jeffrey Orderigo's work, have you? No. The Union Jews universe. And then Team Sekuragaki. Check it out on the skate pod. All right. They've had 90 inches of snow. That's just greedy. Yeah. That's I don't know what i do with that much. 
The plough has actually had to come into Jeff's driveway and go up to the door of his garage so he can get the car out. Tuning into Sci-Fi TV. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Brent Barrett. I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. The Viewer's Guide to Genre Television. Welcome everyone to a special Supernatural Focus bonus Hello everyone show. and welcome to The Faith on A family of podcasts for the genre-loving television viewer. Welcome to Saturday B Movie Reel. Hi everyone, welcome to The Study welcome Group. Welcome to the top genre characters of all time countdown. And tonight we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 3. Find us at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. Didn't we say 10 minutes ago we should start? Yes. Right then. As I said, this week's episode is Sunday. Region 2 DVD. Runtime 41 minutes, 47 seconds. We are, hopefully, all staring at a blank screen. Zero, 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 zero. Indeed. Uh, some of us have been mentally staring at a blank screen for a while. <laughs> okay. Okay, Thomas. Lingua Thraca, lingua choice, please. How would you like me to count down? Um, Mr. The Old Traditional. Oh, all right, sorry. Assume I haven't had more than five hours a night since Tuesday of last week, okay? Okay. A three, a doe, a hen. Clicky. Oh, that's a nice shot. Yep. Why not? You like him, don't you? A new character, Dr. Houston, played by Laura Gilchrist. The ways of my people are different. It looks like the ladies are going for a workout. This could be yes. a good episode. Yeah. Look. Actually, Taylor's wearing more clothes than she normally does. That's true. Yeah, the hoodie does cover up a lot. Yeah, that looked like she was almost walked into that pillar. They're doing a nice steady cam shot, and all of a sudden you think, I'm going to be... Ooh. the last time so many people had the day off? Yeah, it's all Heitmeyer's doing. And she insisted that the brass order some sort of mandatory rest day. Well, that's not bad. That's the sort of shifts I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and don't think I haven't realised you've changed the subject. My people have a day of rest every four nights. Ooh, now that is civilized. Yes. Hey, want to grab a late lunch? I would like that. Coming from workout. So she's a retort, isn't she? Ah, Banto, the Thelosian martial art, where you beat people up with wood. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a big bang. Yeah, that is. Even with Atlantis, you don't normally see things like this. Oh! Not in the first minute. Yeah, that's Bam Bam doing his very first fire stunt. Oh dear. That's not good. Yeah, don't pull it out, whatever Reminds me of the start of... I'm assuming she's not pregnant. hope not. <laughs> if she is, she isn't anymore. Right, that was a... Uh... Quick? <laughs> okay, Sunday. Season 3, episode 17 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast episode 264. This episode was directed by William Waring and written by Martin Garrow. At its world premiere in Canada, January the 15th, 2007. We got it in the UK February the 21st. The Americans got it June the 1st. Sweden got it November the 30th. Germany, February the 6th, 2008. And Japan, February the 11th, 2009. We got a few shows with episodes of the same name. Desperate Housewives, Birds of a Feather, Rosie, Lawman, Self-Help and Those Who Kill. I got through that pretty quick. Yeah. Way too quick, because the credits are still going. <laughs> so nothing from the genre that has the same title? Only those few that I mentioned. Normally I have to pick a mix, but there wasn't that much choice this time around. And we are back. Sunday. Oh, one of these. Yep. Hi. Hi. What are you, uh, what are you doing here? I work here. What the hell? 
Who is he? Yeah, Mike Branton, played by Matthew Del Negro, an American actor they've brought in for this episode. I've actually just recently watched Chicago Fire, where he made a couple of guest appearances, and he was playing a bad guy. Hmm. Care to join? I can't. I've... You're not capable of having lunch? <laughs> yes, I'm capable. Are you planning on eating today? Of course. Great. Shocking, a slightly scruffy-looking guy with the beard. Look, it, it's nothing personal, but... Hey, up. Watch it. I make it a point to not have relationships with people who work for me. <laughs> I don't work for you. Charm mode engaged. I'm your boss. Well, you're my boss's boss, actually. Still, however indirectly. Yeah, but with that thinking, everyone on this entire planet works for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any minute now, he's going to fling back his head and his wavy locks will just... <laughs> Bash your eyes a few times. <laughs> you think I'm asking you out on a date? No, 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 this isn't a date. This is, this is lunch. <laughs> technicalities. Yeah. The world spins on technicalities. That it does. Yeah, you're ruggedly handsome. I can't go to lunch with you. Come on, Elizabeth. You've been on this base for three years. Have a bit of fun. Fun? Are you seriously telling me you haven't had sex in three years? I mean, no, you don't have to admit it, but it'd be a massive blow to my ego if you thought otherwise. Well, see, you're doing him a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now, what say we go grab some grub? Oh, I still have an hour of work to an do. Hour, and... I'll see you in the mess hall. <laughs> okay, she's thinking about it. Let's be honest, Elizabeth. You're not going to do a hell of a lot better on this city. I mean, he's a good-looking bloke. And he's not Shepard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elizabeth, you're early. Just give me a moment. Um, how set on lunch were you today? That's it. Job done. <laughs> oh, come on, spill. Yeah. Elizabeth, surely whatever work it is you feel you must get done can wait. I was invited to lunch by Mike Branton. I like that, isn't it? She automatically thinks she's going to do work. <laughs> like, ooh, she's got a date. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? Tell. <laughs> do not worry. I will have something to occupy my time. Well, hey. <laughs> and so will Elizabeth. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go have fun. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> you only get up the wave at the door to open it from the inside. Oh, there she is. Green. She does look lovely. You can't write, Carson. What the hell did you do to your hair, Carson? <laughs> Too much moose. Not in her standard red. No, it is a bit of a shock, isn't it's it? It's Lego Man hair. It's Sam Carter moose, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. Care to join us? Who knows what kind of wonderful fish we'll find? That's very kind, but some other time, maybe. Oh, what, do you have a hot date? What? Who told you that? No one, I was joking. I was right. Who is it? Bing. <laughs> <laughs> is that a scar or a severe dimple on the left-hand side of his face? You. you smell good too. Shut up. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what? I just don't know that I can ever respect you again. Come on. Um, you think when Harry met Sally is better than Annie Hall? You're a crazy person. It is. It looks like they've gone to the local Tesco to the sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think they import these from Earth, or do you someone actually makes them in the city, then packages them up? Oh, they probably make them there and just package them up. And they got some sort of highly advanced ancient status field that you can put your cold cuts under, and they don't curl up. Mm. This lunch. Ah, we're still calling it lunch. <laughs> if that makes you comfortable, this lunch. Does that mean that that you don't believe that men and women can be friends? I never said that. Hmm. You didn't have to say it, and any lady that likes when Harry met Sally that much thinks men and women can't be friends. Fine. Maybe I do. Mm -hmm. This is serious flirting going on here. So yes. Yeah. 
I guess that leaves you at lunch. Hmm. Does that mean she's back to work now? <laughs> Just go with him. Come on. Where? If lunch is all I get, I'm going to get as much bang for my buck as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whoa, boy, whoa. <laughs> it really is beautiful here, isn't it? Yes, it's a nice green background that we're staring at. <laughs> yeah, the commentary, Martin and Will Waring. actually said this first time he'd seen this without the green screen. Mm. Totally filmed green screen. I guess lunch is over. I guess it is. I should have brought dessert. Oh, I don't know. You can be dessert. <laughs> I should really get back anyway. Well, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're landing on thick. That's it. Don't think too much. Just go with it. I'd like to see you spin those into negatives. I just don't think... Well, probably best, you don't think. Would you stop interrupting me? You have a tendency to do that. <laughs> I do not. Yes, you do. I hate it when people interrupt me. Well, if I hadn't interrupted you, we would never have had lunch. Yeah, I can believe that. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, most of the people she sees, she is their immediate supervisor, and they wouldn't interrupt her. Hello. Yes, that's a more traditional form of interruption. Indeed. Way out of line. Thank you, Thomas. Steele. No second guessing, Elizabeth. <laughs> she looks kind of uh, she's trying to decide whether to be annoyed or not. <laughs> this would split my focus. Give it a chance. See if it. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have done this in the first place. I thought maybe I. Doctor Weir, please report to the control room immediately. Yeah, shot down quickly. He's obviously gonna die. What's going on? An explosion at the base of the tower near the gym. Early reports have at least three dead, and there's about a dozen or so that are severely injured. Who's going to clear up? How big is this city that they didn't yeah. actually hear or feel it? Would have been equated to the size of a large city? Hmm. A bomb? No, a bomb. Oh, hey, there you are. Been looking all over for you. Oh? Wait, you forget? I. Uh, no! You forgot. You were going to teach Ronan and myself how to play golf. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> like I say, they're, they're weaving the story around all the characters as they interact <laughs> with each other, all leading to this one event. Yeah. Yes, true. However, I'm afraid I have been quite delinquent in filing my mission reports. I had hoped to get caught up before I met with Elizabeth. Okay. If you would like, I could catch... No, 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 no. She could use a little time out of the office. According to Martin, it's roughly based on the film The Elephant, mm. which is about the Columbine shootings, where they follow a lot of the students around. You know, uh, John, I got mission reports too. Nice try. The subtitle missed a no there. <laughs> That's it. I've a squeeze yeah, while you got it. <laughs> I think Roland's uh, approach to golf is uh, similar to Teok's approach to fishing. On, uh, yeah. I assume they go and fetch all these golf balls again. Are they going to send out one of the puddle jumpers to do it? I assume so. You extend the field a bit. Yeah, explain golf. See, there are 18 holes all made up of varying lengths and dimensions. Wow, that's a bendy driver. you got to wonder, is that Robert or is that Jason? I'm sure they shouldn't be that flexible. Yeah, it's probably Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason, stop doing that. You know how much that club cost. Yeah. For now, it's driving range where you just hit a little ball. And I love the one arm or one handed trick. <laughs> What's so hard about that? Well, I make it look easy, but I've been playing since I was six. Uh huh. So, although it seems simple, developing a sweet swing like mine, 
Takes years. Whoa. <laughs> Knocks it out of the park. And there it goes. You don't need a Stargate to even clip the ball through. <laughs> it's still going. Any second now, it'll, it'll you know, circumnavigate the planet and hit him in the back of the head. It's an accuracy one. We'll pick a spot, I'll hit it there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wrong. Oh, yes, of course, there you are. Hey, Doc, I want to come see you. I've been having this weird pain. Hold right on, sorry, let me stop you right there. That's Dr. Watson, played by Daniel Bacon. He's a British actor. He appeared nine times in SG-1 as a technician. Yeah, they're appearing in various parts of Atlantis. The walls, the ceiling. What? Rodney and I are heading to the mainland to catch a fish that seems to be just like a trout. Care to join us? Sport of kings. That horse racing was the sport of kings. Yes. For the boarding kings, maybe. Wouldn't you rather be on the driving range? Oh, that was never my thing. Come on, last chance. You're a doctor that you're a Scottish doctor that doesn't play yeah. golf. I mean, <laughs> there's got to be something wrong with that. Yeah, what do you do with all your free time, Carson? I've, I've had doctors cancel operations on me because they wanted to play golf. Why? <sighs> it's really a pity that. Ooh. Time for a real sport. Come on. It's a pity that Paul gets a really good episode and well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if 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 they're writing them out, they're gonna give them a good episode. No, this is ridiculous. Grab the other guy's flag, huh? That's it. That's it. No penalties and stuff. What? Well, if the other guy pulls your hair or tries to bite you, bite back. Right. I mean, even John asked a question: Is this a wind-up? This is tag banter stick hunting. <laughs> so I played tag rugby. I stopped after three seasons, so I kept getting bloody injured. Round two. One-handed. What? This looks like we'll beat the crap out of John. Yeah, all the colon approach to working out dodge when they stand on one leg and start hopping around. One-handed. Why don't you let me get better at round one before we move on to the harder part? Come on, John, you wouldn't expect <laughs> anybody to do anything you're not willing to. <laughs> He's not messing about, is he? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's two for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to swing that club around for ten minutes. Now you're going to yeah. pay. Yeah. <laughs> and that smug <laughs> smile. Round three. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> one arm, one leg. Oh, you are making this stuff up. This is not a traditional satin sport. This is an excuse to make me look dumb and kick my ass. Do you want to quit? Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, but he's not filming it. Be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, sorry. Uh huh. This game sucks. Well, you need to focus. Oh, that's gonna be possible again. Uh, here, help me get up. I got an idea. There should be some blood because he elbowed him yeah. good and proper there. Yeah, I don't even know if he sees straight. <laughs> petty, John, petty. Oh, there we go. Crushing beer can. Yes. The sport of uh, high school jocks. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about. This is how you spend a day off. Kick back, eat some junk food, listen to some tunes. You like this music? Oh, you don't? It's fine. Was that or East? Did he break it? Damage your cheekbone? I would imagine it's sore at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Is that meant to be beer? That Actually, knowing Momo, that probably is beer. <laughs> Uh, standing on panels twice, he was drunk both times. Never hang out with anyone else besides me and Taylor. No, I'm not saying we're sick of you or anything. I'm 
I don't know. Are you dating anyone? You mean like a woman? Or a man? Well, well hopefully. <laughs> I mean, this surprised me. I thought, obviously mistaken, that John knew he'd left a woman behind right. on Satita, mm -hmm. but obviously not. Did you leave somebody behind on Satita? Didn't he have a kid? I don't think so. Wife? We saw his, well, his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. She was a nurse and we saw her blow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What about you? Yeah, what about me? When are you getting married? <laughs> Already done that. Not very good at it. Besides, there really isn't anyone here that, yeah, you know. So I always thought you and Taylor would, uh, you know. We saw his, well, his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. She was a nurse and we saw her blow up. Yeah. We'll meet his ex-wife in a future episode. What exactly are they eating? Right, lads, go. Go, move it. Oh, Okay, so they felt it. There's Dr. Watson being carried away. <laughs> that uh, three fire alarm chili really works. Taylor. She'll be okay, Doc. She's lost a great deal of blood. We're going to need to get to the infirmary. Stack. She's going to be all right. Let's go, let's move. So who was that that he was so worried about? That was Taylor. Huh. That's why he said Taylor. I didn't hear him that. That was actually covered in the commentary. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult in a scene like this to identify who's on the stretcher, so they actually have the character name the person. Yeah. Kind of weird. I didn't say. The good news is, though, the structure is intact, so there's no danger of the tower falling down. That's freaky, isn't it? That is the residue of the person on the wall. Yeah. See, that Dr. Houston just blew up. What the hell does that mean? It's not even possible. Yeah, normally I would, I would agree with you, but from what we can tell, she was standing right in the middle of the hall here and just exploded. So what? Suicide bomb? Well, see, no, that's what I thought too originally, but I've scanned the area with my equipment and there isn't even the slightest trace of explosive residue. Not exactly a critical area for a suicide bomber, is it, really? No. Mm. Well, right. it's a critical personnel area. And maybe the bomb just went off early? Yeah, it brings the term heartburn to a whole new level. 14 hours earlier. <laughs> Poor Rodney's been woken up to deal with his two minions. Now, because of that, you have a fair amount of freedom. That does not, however, mean you can do whatever the hell you please. There are rules. There are protocols <laughs> in place not only to protect the city, but your sorry little existences. Look, if I could... Oh, no, you cannot. You cannot interrupt me, okay? I was having a perfectly wonderful dream before I got this call. She's going to point out... Rodney, what have you done so many times? Of one of the abandoned ancient labs, and you activate some alien device without having the first clue what it was? We thought it was... Yes! Well, you thought wrong. Yeah, but just the other week you did the exact same thing, so I don't... I am me! And when you make mistakes, you don't have to fix them. I do. The second we realized it was emitting radiation, we turned it off. So what?! Would you want a medal? But my four-year-old niece could figure out to turn something off if it was emitting radiation. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Rodney, be nice. So, are they going to live? More importantly, can I go back to bed? <laughs> she probably could as well. Then hug you. That's some seriously bad bedhead. Yeah. <laughs> because we are in a place where something as simple as flipping a switch can domino out into thousands of people dying. You need to be more careful. Interesting though, isn't it? The city's running 24 hours a day. You wouldn't have thought they'd been exploring the city if it was in simulated night. Because mm -hmm. you'd imagine they would run it on a, a day-night schedule in sync with the planet. Already? Already. Ron is like, I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was accused of being the worst <laughs> mime ever. He's never been fishing. Poor McGillian. Really? 
Ah, Katie Brown, about time she can return to the show. Katie? Over here, behind the man-eating plant. Hello, Katie? Rodney! There you are. What are you doing here? Hey, it's your day off. What are you doing here? Well, I'm nursing these little baby ferns we found on M4L279. At this nascent stage, they're very fragile, and if I leave them for too long, they'll, they'll die. That's the what, they're ferns. <laughs> oh, wrong thing to say. No sets for you tonight, Rodney. I'm not entirely sure they're at that stage in the relationship. These guys, really? So what are you doing with your day off? I, I thought you had plans. Oh, I do, with Beckett. That's, um, that's kind of why I'm here. Oh? Yeah, I need um, an excuse to break those plans. He's yeah, trying to get out of it. <laughs> I mean, and to be honest, I, I cannot think of a more torturous way of spending a day than, you know, up to my hips in water, trying to get worms on hooks, and uh, having all the time in the world to listen to Carson's many views on what I'm sure are a vast number of impossibly boring subjects. I mean, it is unappealing in every way. Oh, it's, you're going fly fishing, then? Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, waiting, yeah. Oh, my nice sunny day, sit on a bank with a few beers, a book, and just... And if the float bobs up and down, oh, well, you get it or not, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I could uh, take you out to lunch or something, then he'd have no choice but to let me out of it. Now, compare this to uh, Dr. Branton. The approaches are slightly different. Yeah, Rodney does not as smooth as Dr. Branton. You know what? Let me bring lunch to you. We can eat here. Good idea. No, that's not bad. Hey, in the battle between ferns versus fish, ferns continuously win a decisive victory. That would be lovely. Great. Okay, I'll, um, right back. Okay. No citrus. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, getting through some sandwiches. So many opportunities for Carson not to be where he ends up. But it was not to be. Carson has a destiny. <laughs> Would you look at that? Great minds think alike. I thought I'd pick us up some snacks as well. Yes. Um, about that. Rodney. Look, here's the thing. You know I would love to go with you. No, I don't. <laughs> I, just, um, I ran into Katie Brown, and uh, she started to lay the guilt on, you know, how I never get to see her, and how the one day I get off, I'm jet-setting off to the coast to uh, sport fish with my best buddy. I mean, she and I see so little of each other, I'm not sure we even count as a couple. Anyways, look, um, long story short. Too late. I told Katie I would spend the day with her. Now, now, Rodney. All right. <laughs> you know if it was anybody else. No, no, I understand. Yeah, next week, I'm, I'm 100% there. You promise? Absolutely. Unless <laughs> can think of another reason not to be. Yeah, and it's still early, so I'm sure you'll find someone else to go with you. Of course. Oh, you can bet on that. Well, tell Katie I said hello. Hmm, will do. Enjoy. I will. And he grabs an orange to pass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. And we've established a link timeline. It is, yes. I gotta say, after all the Cadman craziness last year, I, I figured there was no chance for us. This really does explain Rodney's severe depression over what happens because he could have got to spend the day with Carson and and Carson kind of went boom. Yeah. I think ultimately Carson went around virtually everybody, or at least all the main characters. So you ignored me for a few months. I did not. Yes, you did. I mean, it, it's okay, I guess. She's been a little timid. I'd say they're both a little socially awkward when it comes to relationships. So they suit each other. Yeah. For the last little while, you... You've really made an effort to make time for me. I mean, it, like she said, when Cadman kind of aired Rodney's body, it probably did freak her out as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, much as I hate to admit it, seeing my little sister so happy with her family, I, I just, uh, well, it kind of made me realize that, uh... Rodney's, Rodney's matured and grown. I'd like to get married. You would? Oh, no, not to you. Oh, 
Yeah, that just. Yeah, brain wreck. Oh dear. Deep breath. I mean, someone like you. I mean, someone just like you. You even maybe one day. I just. He's now about fourteen. At least you didn't bring up having kids. That really got complicated. I I know you do, and I like you a lot too. I know. Really, really hiding from the. I don't know why you like me. Come on now. No, 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 no. It's other people too. They find it baffling too. <laughs> yeah, we're a subject of much conversation. You're going to know me the way they know Ron, me. And I then think I know you pretty well. There's not a lot of subtext with you. <laughs> You're pretty straightforward. Yeah. I'm really sorry that I ignored you all that time. Oh, that's touching. I bet you are. And he is touching. Oh. And boom. I don't know. Look, I gotta go. What the fans? So what? Suicide bomb? See, no, I thought so too originally, but I've, I've scanned the area with my equipment now. There isn't even the slightest trace of explosive residue. Haven't we seen this bit? Yes. Yeah, we're getting a little bit more information this time around. Yes, okay, I'm here with Shepard and the Roman. What have you got? You're all going to want to see this. Uh-oh. He looks a bit like a Ghostbuster. Yeah. A budget right, Ghostbuster. I'm digesting this as I go, so uh, forgive the rough edges. No easels and graphs and charts? Dr. Houston and her partner, Dr. Watson, were cataloging a new ancient lab we uncovered. They inadvertently activated this machine. Is Rodney Sherlock in this? Well, he's got a Dr. Watson. Oh, right, sorry. Bit slow there. Yeah, and I really don't have to point these things out to you. Apparent danger. We um, decided to figure out what the device was, uh, well, whenever we had time. That was a mistake. What is it? Well, the science of it is... Uh, well, it's spectacularly complicated, but um, it appears to be a weapon. One created by the ancients to battle the Wraith, and one that was abandoned fairly early on as it affected everyone in proximity, including ancients and humans. Affected them how? Ah, well, long story short, it creates explosive tumors. The ancients, they were a bunch of nutters at times. Right in the war. Yeah. So would you consider this a WMD? Yes, I would that have been genetically programmed to enter into our systems and gather behind the lungs. Now, as they go, they collect trace elements from our body that they need to um, complete an explosive compound. I mean, if you could irradiate an entire hive ship or even an entire planet, this was one problem they had with this episode. How could they explain and make it believable, an explosive tumour? Well, they had something similar in SG-1. It's not a tumour! can't remember what Janet's daughter's name was called. Cassie. Yeah, Cassie. And they had the kids that would blow up in proximity to the Stargate. So we finally get Beckett's perspective now? Yeah. You promise? Absolutely. Okay. And besides, it's still early. I'm sure you'll find someone else to go with you. Oh, you can bet on that. Well, it's okay, Katie. I said hello. Yeah, will do. Enjoy. I will. I say he said hello. <laughs> will Wearing said this was his favourite episode of the season. Martin Garrow said it was tied with McKay and Mrs. Miller. Uh-huh. I would imagine it's pretty much of a fan favourite, even with uh, a lot of the fallout with the loss of Paul. They're a little disappointed that the secret kind of escapes long before it was broadcast. Uh, no, actually, Radic, I'm looking for someone to come fishing with me. Roddy built it last minute. Surprise, surprise. I know. Any interest? I would, but we're playing for trades today, you know? <laughs> no one can really beat me, so I've already won a desk fan, Dr. Malozzi's anime DVD collection. And I got a coupon for a free Swedish massage from Dr. Ambrose. Ouch. Oh! <laughs> Hello. A massage. One of the extras at the funeral scene actually announced that he saw a Scottish flag, so A follows B. Cat got out of the bag. I'm assuming we can paint that. 
actually pretty good if that's actually him painting. I doubt it. The photo's so much easier. I've got to give a hell of a lot of praise to Cameron Smith. I've just watched Eureka. And as Jerry Fandy, how anybody can spend so much time on camera with a big cheesy grin on his face. Yeah, I mean... Mm -hmm. Your cheeks would be aching. Yeah, and having intimate relations with a house. <laughs> I, mean, I don't suppose there's any chance you'd like to come fishing with me on the mainland, is there? If you got to me earlier, maybe, but... Um, yeah, I kind of want to... Carson's little black book is uh, <laughs> seriously getting depleted. Yeah. That's why I am the painter and you are the doctor. Very good point. Enjoy the rest of your day, Major. You can count on it. <laughs> oh, There's oh. a funny bit. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, hey there, sir. Oh, I was just thinking about you. Has that ever happened to you? No. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's not that I'm psychic or anything, but who knows? Well, actually, you know what? I am sorry. You were trying to say something, and I interrupted you. Might be a little more awkward than Rodney. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Barrow, Lindsay Collins, the third time we've seen her on the show. Was she always this crazy? No, actually, she wasn't. <clears throat> Slow day. Carson, what the hell are you doing here? It's supposed to be your day off. Well, my fishing trip is officially a bust, so I figured I'd come in here and actually catch up on some paperwork for the first time in over a year. Oh, that's a shame. Ah, yes. And this is Dr. Cole, played by Carolyn Cave. Uh, she appeared in a, an episode of Stargate Universe. Also been in Sanctuary, Supernatural, Haven and Regenesis. Mm -hmm. You should have radioed me. You kidding? There's no way in hell I was going to let you miss that fishing trip that's all you've been talking about for two weeks. Oh. Well, I'm not going now, so off you go. I'll cover your shift. You sure? Hi, there's nothing happening here anyway. <laughs> oh, she's going to feel so guilty in the morning. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Carson. Thanks. Mm. You're welcome. Uh -huh. <laughs> Squeeze. Last goodbye. The best pleasant things could be squeezed by. Yeah. I know. I've put an order in for a pair, but it takes forever to get things from Earth that aren't vital to the success of the missions. Well, you, young lady, are vital to the success of the missions. And Paul said he was supposed to be doing a lot of flirting with this woman. And he actually pointed out that she was way too young for his character. So they actually changed it to just a more professional attitude. Mm. Yeah, well, that... And I'm not sure I can maintain professional detachment with that sitting there wearing so little clothing. Explosion, at least three dead, maybe a dozen or so severely injured. Man. Not looking good. Taylor. Carson. I'm here. You've been in an explosion, Taylor, and a piece of debris has impacted your side. We had needed it for me to take you out and patch you up. Easy peasy, I can do this one on my sleep. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, it's a rather large piece of metal. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Can't believe you got the artery cleaned up. Well, the typical don't make your head surgeon if you're all thumbs. I watched the first 20 minutes of the movie Alive, and one of the guys is standing there with a piece of pipe penetrating his abdomen, and he goes, Is this bad? <laughs> Yay, boom. I, I wish I was. Oh, wait, this guy Watts has almost definitely been exposed. Yes, look, we need to find him before that tumor ignites, which could be any minute now. Well, it's not good, but it's not awful. We need to start right away. What's his name? Uh, James. James Watson. Watson? Poor lad was in here last night. Looks like he's had a run of bad luck. Martin Guerrero was working on this story a number of times, pitched it quite a few. They could never figure out a good central focus of the story until it was announced mm. that Carson was leaving. And then it all kind of fell into place. Beckett, back on his radio. It's Dr. McKay. 
Which is it, Rodney Muller? I'm busy right now. Carson, the man you are working on right now has been infected with an explosive tumor. We think it's what killed Houston and caused the explosion. What are you talking about? That's not... It is possible, Carson. Strangely enough, if you watch something like Saving Hope or ER, their medical facilities look so much more advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a human flair to the ancient lab or ancient medbay. Yeah, but come on, we know Carson. He's not going to leave a patient on the uh, operating table if he can uh, even remotely save him. I'm staying put. And so am I. Look, I don't have time to fight about this you right don't. now. You can't do this on your own. <laughs> yeah, she's as stubborn as you, mate. Oh, he looked very badly burned, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Why have your med bay right smack dab at the weakest point of the tower where explosion will happen? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. We have a tumor to remove. Especially if any of the transporters aren't working. It's yeah. difficult to get patients up there. Mm-hmm. Can't get to him. Carson, you cannot seriously be considering operating on this guy. One of them's already blown up. There is no way to know for sure. Look, Houston was infected at the same time that Watson was, and her tumor's already exploded. Uh-oh. No time to waste, then? Mm-hmm. Making <laughs> You're not going to convince him. Uh-uh. Everybody's trying to save him. The tower comes down with everyone in it. Exactly! Sending him to the other side of the city and just leaving him there is tantamount to murder, Colonel. The man is already dead! Like hell he is. What type of container can contain an explosion of this magnitude? I say, it did look big. Mm-hmm. Open access to the floor once I've extracted the tumor. Back it out. The operating theatre, because of scheduling issues, they had to find another location for it, so they set it up in the conference room. Well, it doesn't look to be that big, but... Ten minutes. we got an emergency crew standing by. Either way, we're covered. Can't you bypass his access code? Yeah, but it'll take half an hour. Look, if he's not done removing it by then, then... This is crazy. Definitely volatile. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, they can't remember if it was a little piece of liver or a little piece of kidney. And they shone a nice bright light on it, because they didn't really want to show it anyway. See, this is where beaming technology come in really handy. Yeah, to beam into space. Careful, Carson. Very, very careful. Colonel Shepard, I've extracted the tumour and I'm opening up your R level. <laughs> I feel sorry for this guy. <laughs> you go to another galaxy and you're a bomb pincushion. And why would you have one of those handy? Just on the off chance of bomb. Seriously. He's on his way. Sit tight. Don't do it, Carson. Don't do it. Damn it. Tell him I'll meet him halfway. Just stay put, Doc. Here's the thing. Why isn't he running? Who? Carson. Well, if you're running... That looks like a pizza box. No, it's a little red cooler. <laughs> don't try it. I'm sorry, guy, but you don't even get a name. Hmm. Hang on a minute. What does that sign say? Wet floor? Bloody hell. Thank you. We just made the hand off. Whoa. Crispy Carson. Indeed. Yep. Gotta hurt. Akar sold briquette. There's his fishing hat with all his uh, flies and lures in it. I get the impression that wasn't Rodney's. Did a Photoshop job and it looked so bad they just screen cap scene from Duet. And I suppose they green screened it into the photo frame. Hey. Feel free to change, Ronan. Mm. You know, just for the Yeah. Just for the hell on it. Wear your dress uniform, whatever you have. <laughs> that too, Ronan probably is dress uniform. 
Looks like Rodney hadn't shaved in a few days. She didn't have a lot of stuff here. She sent it all back home to his family? Yeah. When they had the director's cut for this episode, they said in the screening, the entire crowd was silent for about the last ten minutes of the episode. Yep. Even Brad Wright, when the lights went up, he was crying. Hmm. I'm going to tell his mother. It's definitely one of the most touching episodes of the series. I can't remember, honestly, if it had been spoiled for me when I watched it. I know the news had gotten out. I can't remember if I'd heard of it. I was quite good at avoiding spoilers. <laughs> done is done. I know. And, uh, that's what's killing me. You really see this side of McKay, wracked with guilt. And this time he isn't directly responsible. But he will blame himself. Taylor, still not fully recovered. Where do you think you're going? I would like to go to the memorial. I don't think you should be going anywhere. I'm fine. John's hair, it is not military. No. And it looks worse because he's in dress. Well, him and Jack always were kind of pushing the line if they could. Yeah, but Jack got to a point where he just, you know, get the clippers out. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the privilege of being the highest command military on base. Nobody can tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, it could be. One of the perks of the job. You get to have messy hair. Well, it's the little things, isn't it? But looking forward to it when it does. I feel a great sadness. He... Lost for words. I feel a great sadness. We've seen firsthand that everybody could have averted this tragedy. Gotcha. Yeah, Stan saw the doctor has to operate on you again because you've ripped your stitches. Well, you can't really blame her. She really does want to be at their service no matter how badly she's injured. And poor old Dr. Watson. Okay then, which one of these extras blabbed? Come on, own up. Didn't the extras sign NDAs? I don't know. Our mission is a dangerous one. We lose people. In the commentary they actually thought it might have been a good idea to put a green flag on it, then they could have added it after in post. Hmm. But Carson was... Somebody in the credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> An extra in the Star Trek 2009 movie. What? Paul McGillian. We've mentioned it. It was in the Star Trek 2009 movie. Oh, yeah. I suppose it, I suppose it was so forgettable. It was brief. Yeah. He had lines, though. He went for the role of Scotty. No. It is a rule in the Star Trek universe that no one who's actually from Scotland can play Scotty. He was a healer. And he will be very deeply missed. And he probably saved almost everybody. George Fabricus said, Death comes to us all. But great achievements? They build a monument which shall endure until the sun grows cold. George Fabricus, a German poet from 1516 to 1571. It's a long lifespan for that one. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Janet's eulogy, but I suppose mm. what are you going to do with a doctor? Mm-hmm. Celebrate the profession and the life. Yeah. I'm just thinking of those poor turtles. Yeah. Are we baby turtles? Yes. <laughs> They've got a piper. <laughs> it's only appropriate. Yeah, maybe. Is that coffin not a bit close to the coach? Well, that's one way to get rid of the body. Yeah, it puts a whole meaning on cremation. 
I don't think they'll cool with it. I think they're going to carry him through. Yeah. You know the definition of a Scottish gentleman? Mike, you should know that one. Oh, go on. Somebody who can play the bagpipes, but doesn't. <laughs> oh, Ronan is dressed up a little bit more. And Taylor's not. She's being very free about this. Oh, there you go. That's why they featured Dr. Carolyn Cole. She's going to be one of the pole bearers. Well, I thought with pole bearers, you try and get people that are roughly the same height. I'm going to say, you got a mismatch on Ronan's side. <laughs> yeah, one side's definitely leaning. <laughs> you don't want the whole thing sort of tipping open. Although I can't imagine this is going to be an open cast funeral. I would have thought there was much left of him. Yeah, we said goodbye. That's a new shot. Pretty shot of it. This always puzzles me. I love the scene. But it says more about McKay than anything else, doesn't it? He does have some issues. How'd it go back on Earth? It was, um... It was awful. Mm-hmm. Your family was amazing, though. Aye, they are. Good turnout. No, packed the church. Oh, that's good to hear. And even in Grace Under Pressure, he had a head wound. Hallucinations, fair enough. Now he's just upset. I guess whatever brings you closure. Universe is a big place. Who knows, maybe we'll bump into each other again. Aye, who knows. There's probably somebody in the city saying, who's he talking to? Ah, he's on the end of the pier, nobody's seeing him. Maybe Kate is watching him, she might be a bit worried about him. He ain't got his earpiece in though. Aww. I'm really, really sorry. I should have just... Hey. Okay, good, go ahead and cry, Rodney. You just tell me what I want to hear. Well, that's what best friends do sometimes. And in this case, it also happens to be true. Rodney, listen to your imaginary friend. He's talking sense. Where's Jack in the box of tissues when you need them? Take care of yourself, Rodney. Goodbye, Carson. This is the point at which Rodney would get cast. <laughs> Problem when you're hallucinating, you know, it mm. will probably tend to tell you exactly what you want to know. <laughs> Unless you're serious need help and it's telling you not. Putting more guilt and pressure on you. Or like under, in Grace Under Pressure, he, his hallucination told him exactly what he needed. Yeah. The fact that it was basically Amanda tapping in a wet t-shirt. <laughs> That's a big chunk of metal, really, when you see it up close. Yeah. <laughs> Triangular. It's a field. It's a field. It ain't got a Ferris wheel on the end. There's something seriously <laughs> wrong with the ancients. Field in Ingress. <laughs> okay, that was Sunday and the farewell of Dr. Carson Beckett. Yes. The first time I saw it, I guarantee I was crying. I don't think it hit as hard as Janet's. Maybe that's because we knew Janet for longer. Mm. or it was more I think Janet's death was also a little more out of the blue you know this was kind of building up to Carson's demise hit me harder than Janet did it? oh yeah I was a lot more upset about that than I was about Janet yeah Janet was main character but I think Carson just connected more with the rest of us Carson was first season was a recurring character second and third he was a regular I mean Janet was always a guest star yeah Okay then, Mr. William Wearing, the director. He directed 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 of Atlantis and 9 of Universe. Also directed episodes of Continuum and Strange Empire. Martin Garrow, who wrote the episode, he wrote two episodes of SG-1, 26 of Atlantis and a single episode of SGU. Also wrote Bored to Death, LA Complex and The Home Show. 
Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Upcoming birthdays for a few former Stargate actors include on April the 13th, Mr. Eric Avari, who was one of the few who appeared on both the Stargate movie and on the TV show playing the same character, in this case, Kasuth, who became Daniel's father-in-law. On the 14th, it's the birthday of Robert Carlyle, who played Dr. Nicholas Rush in Stargate Universe, and is currently starring as Mr. Gold, a.k.a. Rumpelstiltskin, on Once Upon a Time. And on the 17th, it's the birthday of Elena Huffman, who also appeared on Universe as Lieutenant Tamara Johansson. She took on the role of the ship's doctor, and she has recently had a fantastic recurring role on Supernatural as Abaddon, and Black Canary on Smallville. Lots more birthdays next week, and we'll tweet and post them as they occur. If you want to get in touch with us, and we hope you do, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via the old faithful email address, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. All the links can be found on our website, including the specific RSS feed, which carries every episode we've released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Short and sweet, let's get back to the show. Next week, we'll be taking a look at the SG-1 episode Family Ties. Valor episode, if I recall correctly. We meet her father. That'll be interesting. The apple falls very far from the tree. Yep, and at the time of recording, we don't have a guest for that, so we'll probably, probably make do with just me and Alan. On the next Stargate SG-1... Sweetheart, how is life treating you? Certainly better than you ever did. Vala's con artist father offers to help the team combat the Ori. I'm prepared to tell you everything I know in exchange for sanctuary on Earth. But can he be trusted? <sighs> the SG-1 crew decides to take the gamble. Give me this one final shot at redemption. On the next Stargate SG-1... Yeah, overall though, Sunday, I can understand why it's a favourite episode of both the writer and director. It is, put aside the fact that a main character dies, it's well constructed, it's well written, there's a lot of humour in it. It works on pretty much every level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In light, in light of recent events, I'm just feeling sort of quiet. Okay then. Thanks everybody for joining us. Next week, as I said, we'll be looking at the SG1 episode Family Ties. Thank you very much, Thomas, for joining us after your brunch. Sorry, I'm going to keep going on about that because I've never actually <laughs> heard anybody say they've just had brunch. Well, I had a, a late lunch or a late breakfast, so brunch, lunch type thing. Yeah. Br- brunch requires waffles. Or crumpets. <laughs> or IHOP. Thomas knows what I mean. I think it took Mike a second yeah, yes, to process that. Yes. Well, I've only ever come across that in the Dresden Farm. Right. I've eaten in them. Ah, right, yeah. After the GWC thing. Okay then, folks, thank you very much for joining us. Hope you join us next week for Family Ties. Uh, Once again, thank you to Thomas. So, take care, everybody. I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And Thomas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.